Uh, the vibes what? in this studio are very weird today. I'm just gonna announce that now for everyone watching. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting Friday show. But first, let me tell you guys about Zoom Care. Never sit in a doctor's office again. You've heard that right. If you hate going to the doctor like the rest of us, check out Zoom Care. The one great thing we can take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of our own home. And nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office waiting for hours or even going to the doctor for that matter, especially my experience being a transplant um, in Denver. It's been really hard to find actual doctors that don't have um, wait lists before I can actually go in. Zoom Care takes care of that issue, which is I'm so, so excited for um, because I still, I've lived here for seven years and still don't have like an actual doctor doctor that I go to because it's been so complicated. So Zoom Care is here to fix those problems. Visit zoomcare.com today to get started. That's Z O O M C A R E.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc sitting in your own living room remember supporting our partners is supporting us so help this partner out definitely check out zoom care today for all the details you need nobody out three and two on charlotte Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray lindsey breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis guy Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Jurod Obrad, Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from way downtown. And the blue arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. See, and Drew is rocking the Juice Drop shirt. They just are releasing a new IPA sampler pack. People are so, so excited about that. Get to try all of their really um, great IPAs, including that Juice Drop. Um, if you want to go check out. Oh, and also, I also want to mention Bre uh, Breck Brew is doing this really awesome thing. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's about Michael Porter Jr., right? Or no, it's, it's the Vanilla Porter Jr. <laughs> for oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> and don't start this yet. Uh, it's about the Vanilla Porter Jr. for Valentine's Day. You could get a whole meal um, catered around Vanilla Porter Jr. with an incredible chocolate cake. Oh, my God. It sounds so, so good. Definitely check that out, especially if you're watching the Nuggets and the Avs play on Valentine's Day. So there you go. Drink a Vanilla away. Porter Jr. while watching Michael Porter Jr. Um, don't ruin my reads, AJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clearly, you guys can tell. You know from the headline, we are talking about the worst trades in Denver sports history. This topic comes to us uh, because of what happened this past weekend with the Colorado Rockies trading Nolan Arenado. Drew, Patrick, Michaela have done such a great job with this coverage. Go check all of that out on DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. Our YouTube shows, their podcasts they've done. This is a, a crazy thing that happened, and they've done such a great job um, with coverage, especially with the press conferences. So that is why we're talking about this today. Um, you know what? 
I don't know who to start with first because Drew, you said there's a lot over at Coors Field. So let's start with Dre. Let's start with Dre first. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so, wow. It's hard to beat the Nolan Arenado trade um, because on top of their best player, the Rockies also offered up 50 million. So that's fun. <laughs> um that that's hard i mean that's a that's like starting a race and your your opponent is starting with 50 million like uh, that's hard for me to beat um i i don't have that cash flow available to me but i will try because i will argue that the worst trade in broncos history fairly recently uh brought on by one josh mcdaniels is gonna be the worst trade in made by any uh, team in Denver sports history. And that is because I will argue this has cost Denver two Super Bowls. And that is McDaniel's first draft. He's already traded away Jay Cutler. He's already wasted away, squandered two first round picks on no Sean Moreno, Robert Ayers. Then the second round comes around and at pick number 37, that imbecile decides to trade away, uh, <laughs> the rights to his future first round pick, which will turn out to be oh. Earl Thomas, the greatest safety of his generation. And the Broncos get Alfonso Smith, a no name cornerback out of Wake Forest that will be cut the next off season. Earl Thomas will beat those Broncos in a Super Bowl three years later. Earl Thomas is also not on the field when Broncos actual free safety Raheem Moore is on the field to flail away on what should have been another run to the Lombardi. Just kidding. I don't want to be on the show anymore. Earl Thomas, the I'm greatest out. safety as his generation, doesn't let that Raheem Moore play happen. And he, if he's on the Broncos instead of the Seahawks, the Seahawks are probably not even in the Super Bowl. The Broncos win that Super Bowl easy because they're not playing against the generational defense. So there you go. Worst trade in Denver sports history is the Broncos trading away what would become the future first-round pick for Earl Thomas for Alfonso Smith, who was cut again a year later, which is basically unheard of for a second round pick in the NFL. AJ, you said you don't want to be on this pod anymore. Why did that just bring you pain? Yeah. I mean, it's a good point that it was a, an awful deal, but you can't just automatically assume Earl Thomas would have been the pick for Denver. Like it's just, wow. you can't just wow. automatically drop him in there. <laughs> That's right. So a, you, it you was an atrocious deal, but the backbone of it costing the Broncos and all this, like, a... well, you could you could certainly argue that if Earl Thomas isn't on the Seahawks because they don't have that pick in the first place, that at least one Super Bowl there is swung by that one trade alone. Yeah, You're maybe. right; it's a, it's a little more of a stretch. Both Super Bowls, but one seems pretty clear to me. People in the comments are agreeing, are agreeing with Dre. I am going to say in the nicest way possible, um, Nighthawk, go away. Yeah. <laughs> nicest like way straight, possible. Like, we love like you, room, but like, dude. go away. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Eric, how do you feel about that? Just, uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> How do I feel oh. about the Broncos trade? You, yeah, you cut out on me here. I um, think that is where she was going with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's I, I, as a person who went to that uh, 
Super Bowl where the Broncos played the Seahawks. Like, I'd like to think that uh, in Dre's alternate reality where we were going to collect the Lombardi Trophy because Earl Thomas wasn't part of the, uh, what was it, 48-7 to <laughs> dismantling of the Broncos. Really like, came oh. down to their safety. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, it's... it's uh, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more, though, with the, that... that uh, that move up in the first draft or the first round I, at the time I was like, Oh hell yeah. McDaniel's making moves. Although yeah. every time he dra- uh, drafted or uh, traded back up to the first round, it was a disaster. It was Tim Tebow or Alfonso Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Paxton Lynch was a trade up. Paxton Lynch. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, just, just, True. just as a, as a policy, do not trade back up into the first. I know it. Like everybody is True. watching the first round on ESPN, and like you're just wanting action to happen, but it turns out it's never a good idea. All right, Drew. Did Baltimore trade up for Lamar Jackson? <laughs> well, as the Broncos, yeah. specifically as the Broncos. Like oh, uh, other teams okay. can do all t- all kinds of things. Now I, we're getting now we're getting more specific. I see. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I'm specifically Denver sports. The Broncos cannot trade up into the first round. I don't know what it is. There's some sort of uh, bad mojo surrounding it. But uh, just just stand pat. Just hang out in that second round. Come on, let's go. Drew, you said there. Was, can you guys hear me again or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's move on to you. A lot of people in the comments are saying you can't beat this Nolan Arenado trade when it comes to Rockies. Um, But (laughs) when it comes to Rockies, if you would have let me finish, Andre, um, when it comes to Rockies trades, this Nolan Arenado one, the latest, is the worst. Do you agree with that? So probably, almost certainly. (laughs) There's a couple of things here. There's one of the (laughs) – Hey, look, I called it the, the night it happened. I said, this is the worst day in the history of the franchise. Right. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like, I think it, it's almost certain to go down that way. However, it but, just happened. Yeah, we gotta see. And we, we really don't know. Like, Dre was just able to run through, like, all of the things that happened because the, the consequences. Trade, right. We really don't. And the biggest element of that is the $150 million over the next six years that the Rockies have saved. Yeah. Now, nobody in the world has faith that they're going to spend that well, but until they don't, there are, I, I do, it, it's the worst trade in Rockies history. It, it, it certainly is. The only reason why I pause for a minute is because there are just so many other bad ones, you guys. There are just, <laughs> the thing is, like, can, okay, we've got a, a group of pretty well-educated sports dignitaries among us. You all know Larry Walker. We've got a shirt. He's in the Hall of Fame. Can any of you name a single member of the St. Louis Cardinals who came to Colorado in return for Larry Walker? Nighthawk? No, it doesn't. That wasn't wasn't what they got in the trade, though. They got the money to sign Dexter Fowler. I'm... And that's kind of why I mentioned the money that they just freed up in the Nolan deal. Like... Yeah, but that happened, like, right away true but well they they got dexter fowler right away but then it took him two years to get to the big leagues that was so that they could sign him right. in a draft right that's what they, so you they, you, they the money they that they the saved right they away. used it right away is what i'm saying there wasn't there right. wasn't like a oh we have to wait 18 months for them to sign a high school kid they right. used that right away to sign him to keep him from going to miami 
So if in a month from now we're talking about extensions for Trevor Story and John Gray, again, that's right. why I go, well, maybe, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh about him doing it just for cheap. Now, I don't... I don't think well, Trevor so they Story's can spend all that money for them to finish in fourth place anyway. Uh, no, yeah. again, no, yeah, I'm not. That's the Rockies' way, baby. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Like, no, it just uh, you can do stuff with the money that could, in hindsight, again, no, nobody thought after they traded Troy Tulowitzki. Look at the return on that deal. Now you can Perfect. probably name some of those players, but not because you like them, because they ended up being so yeah. damn frustrating, uh, particularly. Jeff Hoffman, right? But yeah, but was, I mean, Hoffman was at least a blue chip prospect at the time of the trade, and you know what right, you're getting right. when you trade. You know, but right. what did the ex what did the Expos get for trading Pedro Martinez? You know, Tony Vargas Jr. or Tony Armas was a top prospect at the time, right? Like right. everybody, like you know what you're getting when you trade yeah. for futures, right? The futures the Tulo is, deal is far more justifiable. Exactly, yeah. like you yeah. got you got a top prospect, you got an MLB reliever in Miguel Castro, and then you got a who knows maybe something magical happens with Jesus Tinoco, where it turned out the magic happened in, like, high A-ball or whatever it was that he tore up that one year. And Yeah. But it was like, at least you understood. There was there was something that made sense. Like, that's a classic futures deal that happens in every sport other than the NFL. Right. Like That's what you do if you're, like, legitimately – I mean, if you acknowledge the fact that you're in a rebuild where you're like, yeah. we need to – yeah, restock the cupboard here. We need to get uh, some other teams' farm system involved. Like, except the the thing of it is, while that's all true about the trade in a vacuum, again back to the point of what went on around it. What did they do with the money they saved? Two years later, they went to back to back postseasons, and it was around players that a lot of people. Now it didn't have anything to do with the return that they got in terms of yeah. players. It did have to do with some of the money that they spent. And nobody in 2015 was going, oh, yeah, these guys about to spend this money right and take this team to back-to-back postseason. So I get why people are like, again, the return is objectively bad. And it's not like you go back and go, well, since they made it to back-to-back postseasons, the too low trade return is better. But, you know, in a way, certainly in terms of, you know, like derailing your franchise or or just lasting forever in this horrible space of awfulness, like – you don't know until the other shoe drops in terms of what they do with that money. But no, this is this is definitely the worst. I I love you, Patrick, but no, nobody nobody is into these <laughs> trades where some rando for some guys when they were in the minor leagues, and then Sean Figgins has a nice little solid twelve year career, and like yeah, he maybe could have been a, a Rocky. Nobody ever remembers that ever <laughs> having happened. Uh, <laughs> but nice nice footnote in history. But these ones where you're. Uh, the Rockies have just had a a habit of losing every trade where they move out a star player, and so it's you know well, it's all about what form. makes a trade exactly. bad to you. The yeah. the holiday trade uh, again, yeah, that one, but that the one ended one. up being good at the time. People hated it too. So oh yeah, well people were stupid we because Cargo was the top prospect and Houston Street was a legit yeah. closer at the time. Like that yeah. that was an easy return to digest. Totally. Those good times. Yeah. I would love Cargo and Houston straight in return for Nolan. That oh, yeah. good times. <laughs> oh, I spent some you... time on Austin Gomber's baseball reference page today, and that happened. That's oh, and that's what oh, I've been doing. No. It looks all right. I think you'll be oh, good. No. You'll be okay. Yeah, it's it's like this a guy that's gonna. Uh, rise up and play third base. Go. Colton, no, no, it's 
Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers are the guys who could Trevor story this thing into making you not forget about it, but kind of go, okay, well, I'm at least going to enjoy watching these guys play. So, but for right now, this is, yeah, no, it's the worst <laughs> trade. It's, it's probably the worst trade in Denver sports history. It might be the worst trade in the 150 year history of major league baseball. I, as I it feel like down. I honestly thought we were starting this show with a tacit understanding that the Nolan trade is the worst in Denver <laughs> history. And we were just going to, we were going to bathe in the misery of the other sports along the way. I didn't realize this was going to be a conversation. Hey no, man, I, I just, I've been doing this an hour a day for a week. Okay? <laughs> no, I totally understand. No, hey, as soon as this gets done, we're doing it. We're doing it again. Uh, right. But uh, I just, honestly, you know. When I texted Drew about what the prompt was going to be today, he was like, oh, lovely. It's <laughs> like, I know, Drew, but we have, like, this is the biggest news of the week, and we are going to have to talk yeah, about this course. news in some way. So, like AJ said, why not reminisce on some of the other bad trades that have happened in Denver sports history and then look at the teams where they are um, today? But, all right. We'll hop on to Ball Arena people, Pepsi Center people, um, after the break. But before we get to that, you could hear AJ and Eric bickering a little bit earlier. And <laughs> what they're bickering about is the Goaties. The Goaties oh, are baby. back. You have Ooh. until Sunday to go vote. Um, we've got a bunch of different categories. We've got um, best social media, best dress, call of the year, newcomer of the year, quote of the year, play of the year, moment of the year, athlete of the year, and team of the year. And what AJ and Eric are bickering about is newcomer of the year and it being MPJ or Andre Burakovsky. Oh, my God. You know how you know that, that it's MPJ? Is because he has he's referred to universally with a nickname. That's how you know that you once a nickname has been uh, adopted by a large group of people, it means that they, he is. What the hell does a, that even matter? Because it, it because it means that you've adopted him into your heart. Like you only give nicknames to those that uh, earned them. Like nobody gives a nickname to a guy that like Andre. Uh, like people call him Burra, but like not colloquially, and not nobody knows Burra, who Andre Burakovsky is unless you watch the all of the Avs games, which. I mean, everybody knows who MPJ is. MPJ Michael, is a potential. Uh, Michael saying it's not nickname of the year award. <laughs> no, I, I uh, know, but I'm telling oh, you, true. like, once somebody has a nickname, that's how you know they have entered a sphere in the conscious of the collective conscious of a sports this community. Is such an where... interesting point, because I swear, in 2019, when he was also a candidate for newcomer <laughs> of the year, but he didn't a play. bit baffling. A bit baffling. That again, again, he was going by MPJ back then as well. Is that not correct? He didn't play though. He, made no he was going by MPJ though back then. He won and this year. Been going in by the past MPJ year. since he was a star high schooler in 2017. Could, could we say that? Yeah, because he's that is level that, of player. Is that That's fair to point. say? Okay. No, 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 no. Stop, stop clapping, okay. buffoon. <laughs> the idea that he's because he's that level of player. Like just he's that he's that dude. Like he should have been the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Wow! Like, so that, it's that's definitely why. he should definitely win newcomer of the year because twelve teams don't know what they're doing. Thirteen. Well, yeah, teams. because he entered into Colorado when he shouldn't have. Like it was twelve. Yeah. The Clippers had two picks. True. Yeah, true. The, true. You and got, they, and, you and uh, <laughs> for not making that pick, Doc Rivers got fired and shipped out. Good Are for we? them firing Doc. 
Right. You can, you guys can hear a whole discussion, and you might be swayed right now with AJ's argument. But it, Burrow wasn't even the person AJ um, voted for voted or defended. For, I know. This is, <laughs> this is I, what it is to, to work. This should have been Daniel Bard. Like Daniel Bard was the best sports story in Colorado last year, and he's gonna walk out of here with no awards because everybody's pissed at the Rockies. Rockies fans, big mad. Bard getting shut out. Larry Walker and not so gonna win Moment of the Year. Rockies yo, fans. Yo, no, Walker, Larry like, Walker no, is very. You get nothing. <laughs> Larry Walker is very close, or was a little closer um, to best dressed. He's up there in yeah. second place. Oh, his SpongeBob shirt is going to win an award. By, Larry Walker, by, the, by the way, um, by, my fiance was upset that Larry Walker was getting consideration for this. Because she said he looked like a, he was dressed like a five year old. He should not be rewarded for that. She was, this is what I woke up to today. She was mad about this. That shirt entered the Hall of Fame. Like that, that's that's a shirt that will be remembered for all of time. All of I was like, shirt. this is the only time that somebody will ever remember what somebody else has worn when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. It is an all time great moment. All time great. Um, actually hilarious though. Will Parks saw the poll, quote tweeted it, said, I already won. Give me the award. I don't think he realized uh, that he wasn't winning at all. Um, <laughs> well, he's been playing for the Broncos for a while, so his concept of winning has had to change over the years. He literally quote tweeted it, and I'm like, you're at 90. He's, he, I mean, he did get some people to go vote Got because he was a, a lot less, uh, but yep, it's Jared Bednar once again in the lead. Just a reminder for everyone watching this, you have until Sunday to vote, and then you get to hear all of our discussions about this, um, and we get to see who wins Goaties in 2020. It's going to be a great one. There's also a bunch of other awesome categories, so definitely go check that out over on Twitter. Definitely don't vote for freaking MPJ for Newcomer of the Year. Why? <laughs> he only started playing last year. He won. He, he was one of the top players in the bubble. He won. Okay, so, uh, who, so who should have been nominated last year instead of MPJ? Since it's very interesting that he was nominated twice. This is this is my, my biggest problem with MPJ is that he got nominated twice because some argument about how well he didn't play that much well then why the hell did you nominate him he, he was preemptively nominated the year before he shouldn't have been uh, nominated the year before if we got he got, he got this one okay so nominated bowen byram we could or i, I would have argued for kale mccarr being uh, kale mccarr already won it you can't win newcomer of the year two years in a row like the grammy for best that. new artist like only time ever back to back <laughs> yeah like what the hell I, you know what? No, new no new people Guys, this year. Save this content. Save this content. We're gonna have to do a TDSP reacting to all of the go tonight, where you get to see the conversations we had about who was nominated, why they were nominated, and those those were really great discussions. But I think we'll have to have some reaction afterwards, and maybe that'll be a, a TDSP episode of that. The big game happening this weekend. Mm. Bar is going to be open. It's going to be a great time. Um, definitely come down and. Next. Check out the big game. Yeah. I mean, let's see where that was going. <laughs> Am I, I feel like I got that. 
Yeah, yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm on Ethernet. How is this possible? I'm literally uh, not even on a Wi-Fi. I don't okay. know. Um, big game. Come down to the bar. Check it out. It is going to be awesome. And while you are watching the big game, obviously, the Super Bowl is going to suck for Broncos. It's the Chiefs and Tom Brady. Like, ew. But you can make some. You can make it fun by going over on DraftKings Sportsbook and making some money off of it. Um, Andre, are there any props or anything you're liking for this Sunday? Yeah, I think both Kelsey over 100 receiving yards and the Chiefs win at plus 190, and Mahomes over 300 passing yards and the Chiefs to win at plus 150 are really juicy. And there are like. 500 props on this game. It's insane. I'm loving it. Um, Steph in the comments saying Wi-Fi should be 2020 rookie of the year. Man. I don't know. The, I, I, I still wouldn't vote for it. <laughs> 2020, we have really had to deal with uh, all the Wi-Fi issues. Um, Michael saying DNVR bar for newcomer of the year. I like yes. that idea. Hell yeah. So that's an actual newcomer. Oh my god. I gave you some great bets. We'll be having Big Bets Bonanza on Sunday, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's going to be a blast. Come watch the Super Bowl with us um, and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. All right. Moving back over to worst trades in Denver sports history. Ball arena people, Pepsi Center people. Let's start off with you, Eric. What is the worst trade Ooh. the Nuggets have made? So the worst trade the Nuggets have made in recent history under this current administration is the night on it was on draft night where the Nuggets saw fit to trade back to try to get or to get two picks, and they traded what pick ended up being Donovan Mitchell. In exchange, they got Trey Lyles, and then they also used the pick that they got to get Tyler Lydon. If you don't know who Tyler Lydon is, that means you're not related to him. He's not in the league anymore. <laughs> he, was, he, he panned out not at all. He was not a great player. It sent uh, me personally into a complete spiral that night. That's actually the night that I first came to know of Adam Mares because I was awash in a sea of confusion, anger. I didn't know where to go or turn. So I looked on the internet and there was a, a guy doing an emergency podcast about what had just gone down in the trade. And he talked me through it. He talked me off a ledge. Uh, I owe my life to him because I don't know what, what I would have done after that night. I was, I was very despondent. That was a bad trade. That was not a good trade. There was another bad trade. Tim Connolly is, a, is an excellent uh, GM when it comes to drafting and, and certain aspects of his jobs. He's not great when it comes to signing contracts or when it comes to making trades. Uh, he also traded Yusuf Nurkic. Unfortunately, he traded Oof. Yusuf Nurkic, who forced his hand. You could, This is the problem with, with the Yusuf Nurkic trade, is that Yusuf was such an overgrown Bosnian baby. Uh, he stopped participating in the Nuggets games. He actually left 
the arena at halftime, and he completely forced his hand because Nikola Jokic had risen up and taken his starting position. So he started pouting about it. And then the Nuggets lost all of their leverage when it came to having to trade him. So they had to do not only ship out himself, Yusuf Nurkic, and we got back Mason Plumley in division to the Portland Trailblazers. We also had to package a first-round pick to make this happen. Um, at the time, it didn't seem so devastating. And actually, now it doesn't seem as devastating because Yusuf Nurkic is a big loser. But uh, all the same, like that was not a great trade. Um, He's had, Tim Connolly's had a couple decent trades, but man, that if if you ever find yourself litigating the validity of Tim Connolly being a good GM in the city of Denver, Colorado, you will always, always, always face the you could have had Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell arguments. Um, so that that was a rough one. Yeah. You <laughs> Didn't we the even Utah Jazz and the Nuggets? But the the, the thing is though, the, the Nuggets are better than both of those teams, so it's sort of a new, a moot point. But it just it doesn't say, feel good to know. Didn't we make the argument of best GM? And a lot of people thought of Tim Connolly in that. Joe he's a, he's Tim a, Connolly currently. Uh, he's a fantastic GM because but we didn't has, even have real talk. We didn't really talk much about the trade issues that he's had. Because his drafting is so good, it it erases it in a lot of ways. Like the the Nuggets are not, uh, you know, miring in despair there because of these trades like they've been able to move forward every player that's on this team has been acquired by tim conley in some form or fashion um and so and that team went to the western conference finals they've gotten as far as any nuggets team has previously gotten so it's hard to say that he's not good at his job but he's not good at making trades i will say that he's not good on the phones and he for some reason he insists on trading in the division which is just so maddening and just does not make internet discussions any fun when it comes to that when it comes to that topic <sighs> internet discussions aren't fun <laughs> <laughs> that one I, I specifically was... is not fun I, my favorite fun fact about the Tyler Lydon Donovan Mitchell thing is uh, that was the night Jimmy Butler got traded. Yeah. Uh, and I was in Chicago that night pretending to be a Bulls fan at a draft party. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler got traded like a few minutes into that draft. And yeah. I just like slowly worked my way out of there. <laughs> getting increasingly angry. Oh, my God. And then the next night, the Avs drafted Kale McCarr. Incredible. That's right. So all is well. Good weekend for Ball Arena still. Yeah. The yeah, the one thing I will say though, if you do find yourself in an internet discussion where people say that uh, he traded Rudy Gobert for cash, which is not uh, that's not wrong, but that was like one of his first actually, like four right. days on the job, and it was that that was really more came from the ownership than than Tim Conley himself. But that uh, that Tyler Lydon trade that uh, that was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Especially because then Gary Harris deteriorates right after that, too. So well, you would have had your starting two guard and maybe Gary as your star six man. And like, yeah, I mean, the, the argument, I mean, who knows? The argument always comes but. into play that uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray would be sort of occupying the same space and mm -hmm. be a little bit of a conflict. But, you know, obviously it's never a bad thing to have two good players and try to figure out what to do with them as opposed yeah, to like you would still players. roll that dice today you would yeah. you would try and let them figure it out no doubt no doubt or you would trade one of them and, and then get a a, a yeah. wing uh you know a, well a and of course their player. real target was ogn anobi who yes. misses the drop to the Leiden pick by two picks yes. but again og instead of Leiden and trey laos who knows where this team is at right now Absolutely, and and uh, that was Masai Ujiri, old friend Masai Ujiri, who uh, who made 
ended, or, you know, when the musical chair stopped, the Nuggets had egg on their face, and, and he was laughing all the way to the bank. Unbelievable. Are there right. any Nuggets trades from history that you would dig into? I See, there's some being put in the chat. Like, none of them, I mean, in a way, like, the, the Carmelo Anthony trade was a good trade slash bad trade in that, I mean, we, it, it was a great trade in that we got amazing Don't get Drew started. It. We got amazing value for it. The, the thing that sucked is that we had to do that. Chauncey Billups was just a toss away in that trade. Like he was just, yeah. a, 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 you know, not even a consideration. And it, that, that really derailed what was a wonderful story happening with the Nuggets at the time. Um, as far as like, I mean, apparently in the 80s, the Nuggets traded a first round pick that was later used for future Hall of Famer Clyde Drex- Drexler. Oof, as I say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I, to be honest, I'm not like super aware of the wheelings and dealings of the front office of the Nuggets in the history. I imagine there's a lot of like terribly egregious uh, yeah. decisions that were made because the the Nuggets, as we all know, were allowed to sort of operate in silence for so many years because um, not, I would not call them the the darling of Denver. Um, so, <laughs> but I mean, now that the Nuggets are you know in the conversation and we're talking, you know what the franchise has turned into it's like you just can't get past that conversation that tyler Lydon conversation that thing's gonna yeah. reverberate for years and years and years for sure yeah what about the abs aj so i guess i guess i'll just go since eric kind of did the same thing i'll do like a current administration worst deal yeah um it's it's tough to find certainly nothing in the last like four years for Sackick has really been egregious. Like Derek Broussard at the deadline and Mikhail Bodker, like those things didn't work out, but they weren't really that big of a deal. Right. Um, yeah. The Ian, I mean, the Ian Cole deal, come on, who cares? Yeah. Um, I, I think that the two that really stand out in, as big, like trade blemishes for Sackick were the second round picks that he gave up for Brad Stewart and Reto Berra. Reto. Those were those were rough. Like oh. Brad Stewart at the end of his career couldn't play anymore. Um, that one was compounded by the fact that the Avs gave him a two-year extension in training camp before the guy ever played a meaningful game for the team, and that was rough. Um, Reto Barra was a second-round pick, and second-round picks are valuable. And like they, the Avs just used two of them to get Devontae, a top-four defenseman, for comparison's sake. And they used one of them to get Reto Barra, a backup goaltender who wasn't doing anything. He was the third goaltender at the time. Uh, and they got him to be their like backup of the future at the end of uh, Jaguar's career. And that did not go well. Uh, did not go, <laughs> did not go well at all. Reto Berra out of the league within a couple of years. So how high uh, of a second rounder was that too? Uh, it ended up being, you it know, wasn't like it was, absurdly high. No, it wasn't like the Connor Timmons pick where yeah. it was like the okay. first pick of the second round, but I think it okay. ended up being top 10 in the second round, like like the 10th pick. So Yikes. it it was a top 50 pick. It it hurt. Like yeah. not that the Avs have been able to draft out of the second round, but if you're going to even if you're going to trade away, that's bad value. But honestly, these are these are all kind of peanuts compared to the I think the big the big oof in Abs history. There's a there's a number of bad deals over the years. Uh, acquiring acquiring um, Bates Vitaglia for Rodin Verbata was bad. But 
That at the time seemed like a nothing deal. And then Verbata went on to play a thousand games in the NHL and it was like, oh, could have had that guy. He oh. might have helped. Uh Tangay for Jordan Leopold, that didn't go very well. Tangay, they brought him, you know, brought him back. He had a really, really good career. And Jordan Leopold got nicknamed Jordan Leo Prone because he was always hurt in Colorado uh, and never was the same player. But again, none of none of this, none of this really is on the level of the Chris Drury trade. I was just gonna say <laughs> that's that's the one. I mean, they got like they got Derek Morris. Uh, Jeff Shanson, Dean McCammon in, in return for Drury and Stefan Yell. And those are two key players. If you go back and you watch their 01 Cup run, Chris Drury was an extremely important player, especially after the Forsberg injury. He was the guy that gave them all of their secondary scoring in in the Cup Finals. And Stefan Yell was the ideal. The, the Abs have basically been looking for Stefan Yell ever since they got rid of him. They've been looking for another version of him this entire time yeah. you ask you ask abs fans today what is the what does the team desperately need it's a stefan yell type so getting an underrated part of that deal was getting rid of uh, of yell as well as chris drury and chris drury you know that was personal that was one of the things that pierre lacroix did not do well where drury had had the minorest of minor disputes over money and lacroix was like he was a hard line on that guy. You you didn't fight with him about money, otherwise you got you got shipped out of town. And Drury was the ultimate example of that. He should have been he should have been a long time F. And the saltiness about that deal from Drury's end, he was so pissed off and remains to this day pissed off enough about it that when the Avs had their their cup like alumni party or whatever, that dude did not come back to Denver. Crazy. And it that that is a burned bridge with Chris Drury, who is in the news today because he just got promoted to assistant to the general manager in New York. Jeez. Good for him. <laughs> and we um, also were robbed of a bunch more images of him playing in the Little League World Series. Which, such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And like they got Derek Morris in return, and Derek Morris was an up-and-coming, really young defenseman, a good puck mover. He had a really bright future. The guy went on to have a really good career. But Lacroix thought he was getting a stud, like a top, a high-end defenseman. And when that was obviously not the case, he moved him for, I think, Chris Gratton and Aussie Vannon into Arizona within 18 months. And so it was just, it just kept getting worse. Like, you just keep degrading the pieces as they go. And... It 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 was ugh. it was it was awful. That Drury trade is it's you ask Abs fans what's the worst trade in Abs history? Almost all of them will point to the Drury trade because that was a the the I mean Drury was beloved. He was he was yeah. huge in that Cup run, and he was young. You know yep. he won the Calder over Milan Hayduk. He the, those guys were Milan Hayduk, Alex Tangay. Uh, Chris Drury should have been the face of the next wave of abs in the 2000s. Exactly. Yeah. And they they all got, uh, you know, two of those three guys got moved out for nothing. I, I drove to New York like shortly after uh, those seasons. And we when we went through Trumbull, Connecticut, like that's all I was just like, Chris Drury. <laughs> like, <it's all> yeah. <laughs> Did you know he pitched in the Little League World Series? I did. I'd seen uh, I'd seen TV. So, yep. 
pretty uh pretty spectacular <laughs> career you know wins a little league world series wins a hobie baker award wins a, wins a calder trophy as best rookie wins a stanley cup the guy got tagged as a as a winner when he was 12 and then just kept living up to it the rest of his life incredible he really did kind of cripple those abs though that next generation i mean mm -hmm. it kind of stunted that i mean growth and, yeah. all of the deals that i've mentioned you keep tangate you keep drury you keep rotting verbata Merrick Sfatos doesn't suffer that devastating shoulder injury. That's your whole generation of the next abs as yeah. Sackick was aging out. That's all, that's the whole generation. That should have been, those guys all should have been around for at least half of a decade together. And it just didn't, didn't come to fruition. It was one of the, that was the era where LaCroix, all of the shine came off of him yeah. as a GM. He was he was master. Like the reason I don't have Theo Fleury on here, Theo Theo Fleury was great for the Abs. He was a point per game player. It ultimately they didn't win the cup, but they go to the Western Conference Finals, and Fleury was great for them. You know, they missed out on a thousand games of Robin Regeer, but it was a fair fair trade off. I felt for for a guy that could have put them over the top for the cup that year. Um, the the Deadmarsh trade, yeah, Adam Deadmarsh was important. He was beloved. But they got freaking Rob Blake in return. Yeah. That's an easy you get you get a guy that yeah. to this to today is one of the the best defensemen in franchise history, arguably the best yes. that they've ever had. Yeah, Pierre Lacroix was not scared about making a trade. Every year he makes uh -uh. an enormous trade. Like every year, we were like, yeah. "All right, we're getting near the deadline. It's it's Pierre Lacroix time. Like, what do we got on tap?" So you got to um, imagine, like, there's going to be some stinkers in there because that that man was not afraid to step up to the plate. Yeah. And we had some podcasts about um, best GM in Colorado sports history, and and really went into detail of his his history and his career. And that was a really great episode. So definitely go check that one. For out. my for my money. Uh, at this point, still the best GM in abs, or in in Colorado sports history. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. Is in danger of being surpassed if certain things happen um, in this current abs generation. But, oof. yeah, guy was nails. So even with that, do we? Is it? Un, it is un, undecided. <laughs> Nolan Arenado is the worst one out of all of them. We, yeah, I mean, that's, right. this we, is a Hall of Fame player for baseballs. Okay, yeah, I was just to trying to wrap it up, make sure we all knew. Okay. <laughs> there is a chance yeah. Nolan just is like COVID Nolan that we saw last year in 60 games and Montero or Gomber becomes an all-star, and then all of a sudden it's one of the best trades in Rockies history. <laughs> It's like a long. It seems like a long. Non-zero percent chance that that <laughs> yeah. that that happens. There did, is. A, did did Colorado make hallucinogens legal? <laughs> yes, they did. Actually. actually, I think so. Denver did. Yeah, yeah. I would forgot still about the time the they traded million. uh Ubaldo Jimenez for Drew Pomeranz and Alex White. Totally forgot about that one. See? Yeah, <laughs> but that blew up for both teams, and Drew Pomeranz was the fifth overall pick like the year before. Yeah, but Drew, again, Drew, which, which there's is... a difference between what's justifiable at the time and what's just yeah. a terrible trade because yeah. it, you did it and it made your team way worse and you got nothing out of it. But is, like, how many I good trades it, have but... there been at 20th and Blake? Is it just there's actually a decent Armand Marquez? <laughs> Herman Marquez was a great trade. The holiday yeah, trade, as it one. turned out, again, yep. I think was a great really trade. good trade. Gonzalez. Acquiring great. DJ LeMayhew for two mm -hmm. guys who wouldn't for be Ian in baseball. And, yeah, for Ian Stewart and Tyler yep. Colvin. No, wait. Great yeah. Trade. 
<laughs> it was like, no, that went the other way. Uh, and Casey Weathers, that was it. Like, yeah. So, yeah, there there have been some pretty solid ones, but there have also been these epic disasters. So. Yeah. Just don't don't get too good as a Colorado Rockies player. You're going to be you're going to headline an absolutely devastating trade. You out of there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be in that Brad Hop zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Two seventy five with a good slugging oh percentage. God. But don't go above that, okay? Just stick right Do not there. exceed Brad Hopp's career. <laughs> Garrett Atkins, that's about as high as we can go here. Settle Plus down, the, please. The offseason isn't over. We could be talking about the Trevor Story trade being oh, you quiet. worse than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. oh. I doubt it, man. There's no way they pay $50 million to go to go and get rid of him. No. No need for that. Oh, that's the, that's the worst part for me. It's just literally fifty oh, million. God. Just take him. Literally, like we'll pay you to take him. Like that. That so when I heard the news, just so that everybody part. knows, in case you don't follow it very closely, and it just so everybody knows, the Rockies save about one hundred fifty million dollars over the course but of the still. deal. They, they the, the I get that the optics of sending the fifty million in cash along with it to basically pay him for this first year for the Cardinals yeah, looks really, really bad. Optics. But that's just, like, it's like talking about the price of a lottery ticket where you won way more money. Like, like they do save money on the deal. I, I know it looks bad. Money. There are a million reasons. You should be mad at this deal for them saving money. And so people get confused when I say this was about saving money. And they go, what do you mean, though? They sent $50 million. Is like, I know. But ultimately, they're they're saving a lot of money over the course of the deal. It's, saving uh, money. They, they did everything they could to literally say goodbye to possibly the best third baseman in uh, MLB history. It's just like. But yes, yeah, sa- yeah. saving money in this right. case means that you just don't spend it on Nolan. It's like you're gonna you'll, you'll end up spending it somewhere. You're not you're just not. <laughs> Paying a good player to play for you, which is not the in my mind. Not I'm not the same even. Thing I'm not even down for that argument. They could have paid him thirty million dollars and let him opt out and leave. Totally. They didn't think he was going to opt out. In my in my world, fifty million is still more than thirty million. Yeah. So they true. did not believe he in was most going world. to opt out. And if he doesn't opt out, they'd have been on the hook for paying him that for the future. And that was Dick Monfort's biggest concern. Been, no, they the wouldn't have because they would have they would have done this exact same deal next offseason. Totally. They would have no been on the hook for having the best third baseman of all time. Play That's on their team. how oh, they man. do it. Can you imagine? That's, they were going to have to pay this him that money. Terrible. It okay, was all well, about not paying him the money. That's what it was about. We know That's, who I mean, didn't win the sure. week. Um, so <laughs> before we move on to that, can you guys hear me again or am I frozen? We can hear you. You make faces and I'm like, oh, am no, I gone? We can hear you. It's Nolan um, makes us make faces. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting so program note. There will not be a TDSP next Friday. We'll have to move it to Thursday because I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed on Friday at Green Mountain Dental Group. We're going to record it. You're going to get to see my... Now she's frozen. <laughs> right after we went through all that. Only yeah, on ad reads, too. Yeah, Only on ad reads. Amazing. That was Am amazing timing. You're back. Yeah. You're back. For, for how long I don't understand. Question? I'm on an Ethernet cord. Anyways... We're recording the whole process, going to show you guys exactly what Green Mountain Dental is, the way they treat you, all that good stuff. Um, I think I'm more nervous about being on camera while 
on stuff for my mouth than actually getting the procedure. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I literally asked the doctor, I was like, am I going to be like ridiculous? Am I going to be like, there's a cat? <laughs> like something so stupid. We need an and, is this real life moment from you. We need, who's your handler? Will it be RK? He needs to, <laughs> right? he needs to guide you down a, a path. <laughs> Your designated adult. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Ryan. He will be filming it. Um, the doctor <laughs> said, <laughs> the doctor said, or yes, uh, Dr. Ben said it's not going to be that intense. Uh, and that the nurse then yeah. said, I'll make sure that you're not thinking that it's like the apocalypse outside. So no matter what, it's going to be an interesting wow. time. Um, you'll be able to watch all Maybe of that more. on the video um, coming out. So yeah, a video will be coming out. <laughs> From Green Mountain Dental Group, I went for a checkup um, to see what procedures we were going to do and all that stuff. Sent me a little handwritten note in the mail thanking me for coming down. Um, they did the same to Lindsay. They do it to every one of their patients. They're just very family owned. It feels like you're going with people that you can truly trust. And they are just really awesome people. Huge Denver sportsman came down to the bar, was celebrating like no other abs and nuggets, back-to-back -back wins um, the other Friday night. So go check them out. Like I said earlier, supporting our sponsors really helps supports us. Um, so go check out Green Mountain Dental Group and you could get something free, free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. All right, our favorite time of the week. The least who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? All right. Just jolt of energy in the moment. I feel alive. Okay, so before we go on to this week, we're going to look back at next week or last week. And uh, the Avs won the week for Miko Rantanen for being hit for his dominant start to the season six goals in six games. They won by 38% of the votes. Um, second. Oh, was it second place was Nikola Jokic for still being the best basketball player in the world. Third place was Michael Porter Jr. Because, yeah, Mike. And then last place was Todd Helton for making the biggest jump in Hall of Fame voting. You're you're going to win one of these, Drew. No, you will no, not, not for a very long <laughs> Not time. soon, but, but eventually. No. I'm, voting for, I'm voting for Gomber. I don't care. If I manage to come in third place. Anytime That's in the win. next three months, I'm calling that a W. Does what which happens first? The St. Louis Cardinals are no longer paying Nolan Arenado in six years, or Drew wins a Who Won the Week? <laughs> which <laughs> event occurs first? Get on what DraftKings Sportsbook and place your bets. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually know how Drew could win the week. Picking another team? <laughs> no, no. You know I who mean, won the week? You know who did win this week? Drew Creaseman won this week. Drew Creaseman's been on a thousand podcasts talking about this. He's been all over the internet. He's been given a platform like never before. We've all heard his very calming. He's been uh, the uh, calming guidance that we've all needed. Liam West says, Have you yes. been listening to the show? Drew Creaseman wins the week for dealing Absolutely. with this firestorm. That Drew doesn't even count all the just week. phone calls of people being like, so, how's it going? 
Um, okay. okay, I mean, Eric, if you want to use that as who you won your week, I think no, absolutely not. No chance. You need to sit down right. himself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's my 30 seconds? I do not patience listen to me and don't interrupt me and maybe you get for 30 seconds i literally was saying okay before we start and oh, had God. the timer ready to go aj I calm like I know down what he's talk about for 30 seconds aj you get I... 30 seconds and only 30 seconds because of the sass go in absolutely no world should MPJ be winning newcomer <laughs> of the year for the Goaties. There it is. I was going to use this to give Drew props, but I'm pissed about this. He's been nominated two years in a row. That's stupid. He's not newcomer of the year. I was not going to care about this award, but you guys should better be voting for anybody but MPJ. I don't care who it is. Berkey, Bard, only those two options. No MPJ. Newcomer of the year should be an actual newcomer. Carl Thorell is also fine. <laughs> Carl Durrell is also fine. And the best, the best player available on that list. Uh, best player okay. available. Um, Eric, will go to you first to keep this moving along. Why All did right. the Nuggets, there's someone in the Nuggets organization, win the week? Well, Nikola Jokic again won the week. Why? Because he won the uh, player of the month in the NBA. He won player of the week two times in the row, uh, or two Ooh. times in the month, just by simple math, he ended up being best player of the month. The NBA understands that he won the week. The, the, the people of Denver should get on board as well. Nikola Jokic won the week for being the player of the month. In the NBA? In, in the, the NBA, league. exactly. Basketball That's the qualifier. Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The NBA. Uh, what, a, what a ridiculous sport. I, the dismissive <laughs> tone from you bozos is so ridiculous. That Nuggets are the, be the best team last year. They're the, one of the best teams. They are, the Avs are probably a little bit ahead of them right now. The Nuggets mm. are doing something they've never done before. The Rockies are in shambles. The Broncos are a goddamn They're doing joke. something they've never done before. Rolling over and getting waxed by the Lakers is their whole identity. Oh, that's, my God. What about, oh. Let's talk about the Avs being unable to feel the goaltender that can stay healthy in the most important moments. They're going to be oh, knocked goodness. out again. They have the number. Right now, they have the guy that leads the NHL and wins and right has now, a high they, they the playoffs okay. Show me in the playoffs. No. No. Like the hamburger. Muted and muted. Um, Love it. This makes me sad, Playing the Tony Reale card. Yeah. Uh, Dre, we're going to go with you. Why did whoever you want to nominate? Well, I, thank, thank you. It well, is <laughs> the Colorado State Rams basketball program. Big win out of Laramie yesterday. Girls and men's both win uh, <laughs> against the Cowboys. They are just one game out of first place in the Mount West Division. 13-4 and four on the year. Exciting stuff going on in Fort Collins. Uh, sad that we don't have fans. Uh, checking it out but look it's an exciting time with the abs not playing the nuggets really letting us down the rockies literally uh having a fire sale and the broncos not doing anything clearly the rams win the week i like the part where you said it's too bad we don't have fans because that's also the rams identity <laughs> okay um people in the comments saying aj is sassy aj with the fire oh i told y'all before we started the show, I even sent, I for, I hadn't sent the link to join here. And Adrian's like, so are we going to get a link or what? I'm like, where is this? Today? Jeez. I, I would call it an overload myself. <laughs> first off, Nighthawk is, I, Nighthawk is never, like, I've never said anything, tweeted something, <laughs> been around Nighthawk where she hasn't 
ribbed me, chided me in some way or another. So this is just par for the course. I, I, I don't need your approval, Nighthawk. Okay. <laughs> you like the Lakers um, and the Blues. <laughs> anyways, Drew, why did you want to win the week, won the week? Well, I was, I'm not going to nominate myself because no, that would be incredibly to. aggrandizing. I was going to say that Breck Brew wins the week for oh. all of the product they moved into my house, into my fridge, then into my belly, and now back into my house here very, very soon. Uh, and many Rockies fans out there, I'm sure, are doing the same thing. If, if you want to write that down in the poll that those of us who did this whole thing together and are getting through somehow not in a miserable state of depression won the week, then let's, let's go uh, with hold, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Drew, you're taking my Nikola Jokic. I can't Jokic. nominate You're myself. taking my Nikola Jokic argument. I'm gonna argue for Drew Creaseman to win the week, ready? Drew Creaseman <laughs> won the week, why? Because the Rockies organization has never been in more uh, shambles. Like, Rockies fans have never felt more terrible and we've never had a more calming voice to lead us through this fire. I've watched Drew Creaseman talk about the Nolan Arenado trade, no less than 12 hours this week. I've talked with Drew Creaseman myself for a good two hours about this. And you know what? I feel better every time that I talk to him. I feel better as a fan. I feel better as a human being. And I just feel good knowing that Drew Creaseman is a man in my life and in all of our lives. Drew Creaseman won the week. Drew, Drew Creaseman is the first responder of the Rockies Absolutely. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. But Rockies fans turning to alcohol and alcohol being how Drew got through yeah. the week kind of is the real winner. <laughs> I, I do have to say, yeah, Drew, I stand by Drew's nomination. But Drew, since you took my Nikola Jokic uh, nomination, that was a great argument you made also. I might still vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the comments are saying Drew is the most deserving person, Liam. Yes, Drew. Yes, everyone. I think is the poll should just be for Drew Creaseman votes. It's, it's, yeah, I, let's say DN, DNVR Rockies won the week. Eight DNVR miles. Rockies, yeah. Absolutely. I can accept week. that. I because Patrick was also absolutely. amazing this week. Also, yeah. feel good Michaela brought the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. DNVR Rockies absolutely won the week. All right. I'm with her. AJ, you are the last one. What? What's that? Can we try that again? Your we didn't time hear has any started, AJ. Goodness. Okay, I'm so frustrated. Why did the Avs or anyone in the Avs organization in the week go? I mean, I could make the argument that them going 2-0-1 against the Wild, despite all their injury issues, was a pretty good result. Uh, obviously, the, the COVID cancellation kind of sucks, but... I would also like to give my vote to Drew Creaseman. <laughs> it's Drew Creaseman. I think I think Drew should I think Drew should get the real the real. Uh, we, he had to sit through. We had to sit through the reason we're having the show. He had to sit through the worst trade in Denver sports history, and he's saying hey, he's talked about it every day. We're getting ready to talk about it again in thirty minutes. It yeah. should one hundred percent be Drew and the DNVR Rockies. Drew and the DNVR Rockies community and Patrick and Michaela. It's been a rough week, but I feel like these are times when you want to lean on each other the most. And we've seen that with the Rockies community coming out, listening to all the pods, um, being on the YouTube channel, just venting on the chats. Like this is when you use your community the most um, when there is such bad news happening. And we've really Absolutely. seen that. So thank you guys for always listening, hanging out all the people who are, voting for drew we'll make sure the poll has all yeah. drews so you can go vote on twitter there's, yeah, there's, there's um, nothing easier in life than being a fan of a franchise when things are going well 
Not, nothing easier. Nothing easier than people who like the Lakers or the Blues or Alabama, just to say uh, a couple names off the top of my head. I've been talking about What are you talking about? Go away. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, there's no, this is when a fan base proves, it earns its medal. You learn to be there in the low times so that when the times are good, it feels even better. You, this is a, something you can't understand unless you are there when things are, are rough. And when they are rough, you need therapy. You need someone to let you know things are going to be okay. You need to have somebody that's going to remind you that tomorrow is coming. And Drew, again, thank you. Drew, I Michael, needed this week. Michael's I needed this from you. It's true. Since Ali froze again, we're going to give <laughs> Michael a, a bonus shout out for for Drew coming and getting really drunk on the abs pod with us. <laughs> Uh, after after a really true. fun night, exceptionally. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to put uh, Drew Creaseman yeah. win the week in parentheses. Uh, dropped Eminem bars online, <laughs> live uh, wow. live on the that. internet. <laughs> I, uh, Am I back? Yes. You're back. I'm really annoyed with this internet. Um, a Nighthawk says she feels attacked. <laughs> well, Anyways. that's good. You are being directly attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something that really cool happened to me this week. I almost hit a hole in one. Some people are saying I should hit a hole in one. Allie wins the week. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. The DMVR Rockies guys win the week and Michaela. But, um, yeah, I went out to the golf course and it was my third time playing 18 holes. And it went in but bounced out because of the way the COVID um, holes are set up now. So I'm not counting it as a whole one, but that was That's freaking awesome. amazing. So that was really fun that happened to me. I may suck at uh, WGT golf on my phone, but I'm not as bad on the actual course. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So we're going to end it with the that. The other way around. <laughs> definitely the other way around uh and speaking of just golf in general stay tuned for some big drive live um shows on youtube those are our golf guys and then we will be bringing drew out on the course eric back out on the course we'll see dre out on the course aj too if you guys want um and we will be playing some golf and recording it all right AJ, i had a feeling that's why i was like uh, i'll just add aj in there just in case he wants to um but yeah, so definitely check them out on Twitter, DMVR underscore golf. And as always, give this show a like, a subscribe, and hit the alert button. Um, almost a whole one is like almost becoming a newcomer. <laughs> uh, um, AJ. Ridiculous. Go on our iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. Like I said, show will be on Thursday because I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed on Friday. And we will see you guys next week. Ben Simmons won the Rookie of the Year, second year in the league. <laughs> you ended it, it could be the almost newcomer of the year if MPJ wins it. You just have that qualifier. Almost. Ben Simmons won the, the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Newcomer-ish of, of the year. Exactly. A kind, newcomer. You guys all sound really like Donovan Mitchell looking for loopholes because you know you don't have the best candidate. You guys just went rogue in <laughs> – Stopped me from ending the show? What is this wrong? I was trying to squeeze it in with no, before there would be no retort, but it didn't work out. Oh my goodness. We are ending the the show. Have a great Friday. Hopefully, you aren't filled with such sassy people like I am right now. (laughs) Go listen to the Rockies pod after this and Big Bets Bonanza and DNVR Bets Daily. Goodbye, everyone. Let me end the show. Don't click off of it. Stop! (laughs) Tailgate is Sunday morning as well.
Do we just live Eric. here now? Do we, I think we just I, I'm not touching anything. anything. Do we just Eric, live here now? This is you. Oh, AJ's got the guilty face on. I can't. I have no controls. I don't either. I have I, a I, log out. I'm not in, so. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> All right. We're I'm ending the show. See? We live here now. <laughs> the internet won't our world. We're trapped forever. This Allie, is who's, on, who's on the back end making Groundhog this Pod. <laughs> I'm shook. What? Why? Why is this not full? This, this is like the opposite of that tailgate where everyone's computers were dying and Kale had to drive out and the show just went dark in the middle. This is like what? the opposite of that. Can we all can just... We just leave the studio and you just quit your browser or something? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to end it like this. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Thanks for this crazy, crazy Friday.